0: Welcome back to Crossing the Jordan, everybody. We continue today talking about the Mass. We went over it in detail, specifically what like the Mass is, but we actually want to back, I want to back up a little bit and talk about the Jewish Passover meal because the Mass is the fulfillment of the Passover meal, and that's what Jesus was celebrating. And it, what's really cool about it too is that it's. Right there in scripture, like it's a perpetual institution. It's this communion meal that everybody is supposed to participate as a Jewish person once a year around uh, on that fr- um, on that Friday in April, uh, that first month of the year, to remember what um, God did for the Israelites that were in bondage in Egypt and led them, led them out um, through Moses and into the Promised Land. But also for them to participate in that Exodus. And so Jesus was celebrating this and he transforms it into uh, the Passover meal of heaven, right? So he instituted a new exodus and our new Passover is Jesus. And so this would just be a beautiful thing to talk about on like what the Passover meal was, which uh, so we see in scripture and in tradition uh, that Jesus um, was what he was doing at the last supper. So, the Passover. So it is a complete and typical Thanksgiving. So the Passover meal is a complete and typical Thanksgiving prayer in Judaism, and that was always in meal liturgy. So it's a Sabbath meal and a solemn Passover Seder meal, which are revolved around four cups of wine. So this would always be led by the head of the household, and we see in Luke 22 that Jesus is leading this meal liturgy with his apostles, right? Um, and then, so the first cup of wine, it marks the solemnity of the occasion, the cup of, it's called the cup of sanctification. And so everything is sung and it's all Jewish hymns and it's typically from the Psalms. And then the second cup of wine, it's called the cup of proclamation it's, or it's called the Haggadah, uh, the Haggadah, <laughs> that's funny, Haggadah, the proclamation. And it's a reading, and then they would read from Deuteronomy six five how God, Uh, how good God is to them and their ancestors, namely setting the Hebrews free from Egypt. And then the leader, the father, would explain three things about the meal, but all connected to the history of the people. When explaining and how it connects with history, he would talk in first person how God had passed over his house and how he was ransomed. And because, guess what? He's participating by bringing the past into the present. He's not uh, representing, he is representing, right? And this is a meal, by the way, given directly from God uh, to the Jewish people telling them how to celebrate the Passover meal. And then, um, so the Passover, which is God passed over houses of, his, of the ancestors in Egypt and would, and uh, the, like we said, the, the head of the household would talk in first person and how God passed over his house and he was saved. And then they would use unleavened bread, and then he would explain, the head of the household would explain how their ancestors were ransomed from Egypt, and how the unleavened bread was representative because they had to take bread, and they couldn't leaven it because they didn't have time. They had to go in haste. They had to go right then and there. So it was unleavened bread. And Jesus was using unleavened bread, and we use unleavened bread at Mass. And then they would use bitter herbs. And this was to depict how Egyptians have embittered their lives of all their ancestors. So how they were embittered under slavery in Egypt. And so this is not remembering like a recollection of what has been done, but it was actually making the sacrifice present. And then they would move to the third cup, which was called the cup of blessing. And we even see St. Paul talking about the cup is, is not this cup which we, which we bless is not the cup of blessing. And uh, this was called the uh, Barakah, which is drunk at the end of a meal. And uh, and so this was the Passover lamb, and they would dip morsels into the bitter herbs. And once it was completed, they would say prayers of thanksgiving for all the benefits that God has bestowed upon them, such as the law, the land, the land that the Lord promised to them, and God's covenant with them. And then they would finally drink the third cup of wine, that third cup of blessing. And then they would have the fourth cup, which signified the end of the Thanksgiving meal. And then they would sing hymn, hymn songs of gratitude to close out the solemn night. They would sing the Hillel, which would be Psalm 115 through 118. And specifically, 116 and 118 have parts of the psalm of what looks like a screenplay of what Jesus did. So if you read 116 and 118, it's pretty eerie. And so we even see that Jesus and the apostles uh, in the, after the Last Supper... They sang hymns before heading out to the Mount of Olives, so the Mount of Olives being representative of this like this pressing right so Jesus, like we mentioned in the last episode, Jesus he's sweating blood, and it's like he was being pressed, right this cup was being pressed, and what does Jesus say lord, let Father, let this cup pass from me. Why does he say that because guess what He never consummated the fourth cup. you see that he did. They sang uh, the third cup, so they, they did the third cup, and then they sang hymns. But he never drank the fourth cup. He even explicitly says it, that I shall not drink of the drink of the fruit of the vine until it's fulfilled in my kingdom. And then he asked the Father, let this cup pass from me. Why would he do this? Why would he do this? Because he is connecting this fourth cup. He is, pass- he is connecting this entire Passover meal with his sacrifice uh, on Calvary, right? And what do we see, too, that's missing? Like when we back up, when I said around that third cup, they would be eating, right? So they'd have the Passover lamb lamb, and they would dip the morsels into the bitter herbs. But in the Last Supper account of Jesus, there was no lamb. There was no lamb. But guess who was there? Jesus. And who is he? The Lamb of God. And then he t- takes the bread. And everyone's probably thinking like, all right, where's the lamb? But then he identifies the bread as himself, this is my body. And who is he? The Lamb of God. So the bread is the Lamb of God. The wine, this is my blood. So it is his blood. And he consummates it to uh, on the cross, right? So uh, between the Holy Thursday and Good Friday, between that upper room and on Calvary, he says, Father, let this cup pass from me. He's asking if this cup can pass from him. And then, uh... In all of the gospels on the cross, he said, uh, when um, they offer him wine mingled with, or uh, they offer him wine and vinegar. But guess what? Only one of the gospels tells us what that if he actually drinks it or not. And guess what? It's in the Gospel of John, and he does drink it. And after he says, "I thirst," he drinks it, and then he says, "It is finished." Well, what's finished? Definitely not our. Definitely not um, our. Uh, justification because we need Jesus to rise, rise still. It's finished. It's the fourth cup. He consummates the entire Passover to what happened on Calvary. So we can say it like this. If what happened on the cross was the actual sacrifice and not just another Roman crucifixion, because they happened all the time. People that passed Jesus on the cross probably just thought, oh, just another thief, another uh, another." um, person that is being punished for what they did. And it's just another Roman crucifixion, but Jesus transformed it into a sacrifice. And same thing with the last supper. It was not just another meal. It was not just another meal, but guess what? Jesus makes, makes the entire thing a sacrifice. And so he says, do this in memory of me is because every single time we come to mass and we're participating in that Passover meal, we are participating in that one eternal sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. He connected both of them, and he told what, he told us to do one in memory of him, to constantly do it, a perpetual institution of the Passover meal. Like God said in Exodus, that this would be a perpe- perpetual institution. It, that means it's never ending. Jesus doesn't end it. He transforms it. And so we participate in that one eternal living sacrifice of Jesus in an unbloody manner, right? So we receive his glorified body, his glorified blood, Um, that's been poured out for us and just like i said before and the eucharistic miracles it's a person uh, like the blood and everything is from a 33 year old man who is suffering but is still alive and what do we see in revelation we see jesus the lamb of god uh, as the lamb as if slain but glorified he still lives and so we get to participate in that right so when he says offer this in memory of me, he that's a sacrificial term, offer this, do this in memory of me. And so he did not consummate the fourth cup of Passover until on the cross, therefore connecting it both. So I hope this was extremely helpful and an eye opener too of like what the Passover meal looks like and what we just talked about too, the Passover meal. Um they still celebrate that same uh that same thing today. So um yeah. Praise the Lord. Thank you Jesus for transforming the Passover meal into an eternal Passover, the new Exodus to lead us from here on earth into your glorified kingdom in heaven and for us to participate in that heavenly worship and to bring heaven down to us, us so that we can bring heaven onto earth everywhere we go and transforming the Passover meal into the Passover meal of heaven that you called us to to bring us into heaven and transforming the the daily manna that the old testament people had you give us our daily bread you give us the daily bread of heaven in you jesus thank you god you are the lamb of god you are the bread of life and please lord put a hunger in our hearts to receive you more and more at mass let our let us be so in tune with you at mass let us be intimately Uh, in your heart at Mass. Let us be aware of what's going on in the heavenly participation of that heavenly worship that we get to participate in every single time we go to Mass. Praise you, Jesus.